Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. This is our Frasier look back. It's been on, a while, hasn't it? It's been a little while, yeah. We'll get season, uh, season 6, episodes 11, 12 and 13. And given my current condition right now with my one bad leg, I am the Martin Crane here, joined by my Daphne Moon here. Yes, indeed. So indeed. home healthcare has, has been a case of providing me a cushion to put my leg under. And making you giggle. Well, yeah, a little bit. Hey. Ha. <laughs> See? We had not easy. We had some last before the start of the show. And tell tell people what I've done for a change, Scott. Go on, tell well, them. Paul is very prepared. He's made notes. I've I've acted professional today. I have notes. I know. Up is down, black is white. Cats and dogs are living together. Wow, <laughs> crazy. And fuck, hey, I'm sober too. He says as he takes a sip of a, a Stromo dark red that I brought off, and he didn't. It, he wasn't too quick to turn down either. Oh, no, 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 no. Rehab's for quitters, man. <laughs> you can quote me on that. Yeah, of course. We're going to put that in a t-shirt, you know, that'll sell. Like, there's keep calm, carry on. I've got it on a badge. <laughs> keep calm, carry on, and then there's Paul. Rehab's for quitters. Hell yeah, man. Pussies. <laughs> Straight up there with Eaton's cheating. On the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that funny. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anywho, yeah, I, I, I fucking hurt. I don't know. I strained the tendons or whatever it is in my my he, left knee. He buggered his knee lifting a bin. Uh, it wasn't even a heavy <laughs> bin, but I was a bit pissed. I put too much weight on this leg, and I was on my arse. And it's been like this. Work on this on a Friday. This is this has been this way since Sunday. Uh, yeah. Well, it was Sunday. It was Saturday going into Sunday? Yeah, Saturday night going into the early hours of Sunday morning. When I hurt my knee, woke up the next day, fucking whole thing sore. Still a bit of fluid in the under the knee here, which is a bit painful. I've got a big old fucking bandage. I'm moving the slowest I've ever been. Like you, we were joking about me getting a cane or something like that. Like, do you get one? Walk away, Dexter. My wee Jack Russell with my cane. I'll be like Marty. And I get like a check shirt or whatever. Look like Marty. You so should until should. your knee's better. You mm-hmm. should. Get your, I know you don't drink lager, so try and find a can of Ballantine cider or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Wait, Dad, you still drink Ballantines? Not in bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Not in bottles, baby. <laughs> you still drink? You still drink Strongbow? Not in bottles. I mean, like, cause you can't get them. That's a you, you drink Strongbow, and anything else? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> but Paul, oh, yeah. To take my mind off it, I know we've got Frasier, we're recording something else today that will come out the following week. We are, something yes. Something wrestling related, I'm excited about. And we'll talk about it when we uh, do the plugs at the end of the show, but, you know, how are you? You know, I'm, you're feeling good. You know, yeah, you're... I'm, I'm feeling good. I've, I'm taking a very life-positive position this past week, you know. Yeah. I'm, I am, you know, looking towards my future, looking to get employment. Fingers crossed, you know, and uh, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good, you know. I took my notes. I'm all I'm all perky for the show, you know. Yeah, gotta get that money. You got it. Engaged man, you got that wedding to pay for. <laughs> to partly pay for. Oh, I was gonna say, not. I didn't say partly fully, pay. I'm saying. I will pay for the bus tickets to it. <laughs> You have to be people to get the bus. Yes. What the what the one C didn't it? Like, aye, get the bus. 
<laughs> we'll meet you in a pub. Right before I'd send everybody the first bus time schedule. I'll right. right, be my payment. I'll send them the schedule. Aye. That's Paul's contribution. Aye. Fuck it, I'll turn up. I'll, t- I'll turn up. That's, that's your major contribution. You're the bare minimum to have a wedding. Yep. I'll turn the fuck up. <laughs> I will turn. It's like my brother has admitted their engagement parties at the start of March, right? No. I was already going on the on the East Brother and Best Man and all that. And <laughs> they felt the need to change my Haley felt the need to go into Facebook, change my thing on Facebook to saying going even though I'd already pressed going, like of course I'm going. And then we all met for dinner at the end of January for my mum's birthday and they sent me a physical invite to the engagement like I told you I'm already going. <laughs> I'm going, you don't have to make me go. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things there are a lot of things that people laugh from that pals who are when that I don't get, like, they tell you, oh, save this date, and then send you an invite separately, like, does the save the date not count as an invite, because if you've told me to save the date, and you, and you don't invite me, that's a bit cruel on your part. Save, I, I, save the date, and then the date comes, you're no gone, ha ha ha! You're no gone, fuck you. <laughs> save the date, because you'll be dead something else, ha ha ha! You'd be sitting there going, like, ow, but I know. <laughs> Obviously, if I'm not gone. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> oh, it's a weird subject to get onto, but you know. It is. <laughs> but you know. But this is a weird podcast. It, we are a weird podcast, and to be honest with you, I'm not entirely looking forward to these episodes of Frasier that we're going to talk about. One of them. One of the, one of the three we are going to talk about. Yeah, well, yeah, but we, we ended the uh, the last three episodes that we did talking about one I think I, I was going on about. It's an all-time great... Yeah, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Maskowitz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell of a... Jesus! <laughs> well, that is a great episode, yeah. that one. What are they, they expecting Jewish wine? I don't have any of that. Oh, it's, it's great. Just like worker wine. Wait. How's that? Uh, it's triple. I have to go now. I understand. It's your busy time. <laughs> Try this. It's dreadful. Perfect. <laughs> How do we go tell Dad? I mean, Papa. Stop it. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> 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 ironically I'm stood in the shower ironically I meant to walk off yes it's dripping with irony now <laughs> we don't have time for that <laughs> so like this the first episode we're going to talk about especially feels like a come down and then episode 12 is kind of mm. yeah and then yeah it's a, you got a fun cameo with Woody in, in episode 13 and that makes for some good laughs but even then there's there's no stellar episodes on these no three. stellar episodes so just, but the third the third one we're going to cover the Woody one mm-hmm. It's definitely an enjoyable episode. It makes me chuckle. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy it very much, personally. Yeah. And I enjoy elements of this first one as well, you know. Mm. There's always elements. I mean, there's not one Fraser episode, I think, apart from that fucking Nathan Lane one. Uh. There's not one element of any episode of Fraser I can't find an enjoyment in. Yeah. Well, I'll take that back. The Nathan Lane one and that fucking Crocktails one for the last season. That's a pile of shit, oh, that episode. Oh, that's a pile of shit, yeah. Eventually, we should do, like, we want to do these top fives. We're going to do some wrestling ones and some Frasier related ones. Like, we've already technically done a one where we did that thing where we ranked the three, Christmas ones. The Christmas ones, we're going to do more like that. We should do, like, a, a best one will be difficult, but I'm sure, given that they're so few far between, but they stand out, like, sore thumbs, the bad. The Frasier, best of the worst. Uh, like, the bad Frasier episodes. Aye, aye. Like, the Nathan Lane one will be up there. One or two of the I key think co- the Nathan Lane one will be number one. One, of the, one or two of the key costs ones will be up there personally for personally me. Personally for you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one may not be up there, but much like one or two other episodes I've mentioned in the past that aren't are my favourite. Mm. Not ones that I actively like, oh, I fucking hate this. 
But see, I'm like like the Nathan Lane yeah, one. Like, but, I, but I'm also I wouldn't really go out my way to watch. Like if it came on the uh, came on the, like if I yeah, just play all on the TV, dis- if I put like the play all on the disc that's on and then it comes on this episode, I'd be like fifty fifty on whether or not I watch it or skip it. I'm kind of indifferent to it. Like it's kind of I feel like it's just a rung below. You know how much I dislike Frasier's imaginary friend from season five. It's just like a rung below that in my dislike. Like I don't hate dislike it as much as I dislike that episode, but I can, you know. I hate that episode if I remember it. What's the one with the supermodel zoologist, right? Mm-hmm. We love you, Fraser. I hate that one for two reasons. A, I don't think it's a very good episode in particular, apart from the non-Fraser parts of the episode. It's, it's interesting enough as a concept because it picks up right from. Mm. From what happened at the end of season four, it, it makes Fraser seem like such a creep. Well, it does. Like, yeah. Such a desperate creep, mm-hmm. you know, like photographing a woman when she's sleeping and shit. It's it's odd. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't like any particular episode that makes any of the characters look unnecessarily negative. You know, could you argue <laughs> to the extent they do that with Martin in in episode twelve? Because like, yeah, he's not a fan of the um, Rose's mum, but he does. The way he kind of... Yeah, the way, he, can, he's the way he conducts himself. He's very unnecessary. I mean, obviously he's not intending for her to hear it. Well, it's still cruel. But still, it like, doesn't excuse some of the things that he might say about her. Yeah, he's unnecessarily cruel, I think, at I'm times. Gonna, and very rude. And when I say he doesn't excuse anything, he doesn't say anything that obviously makes the episode age badly. He just calls her boring and, and shit like that. But, like, it's just... Kind of... Venom or so in his voice when he talks about how much he didn't like having mm. hanging out with her, you know? For lack of a better word. Do you know the thing is, right? Speaking purely as mm-hmm. an observer of the episode, I don't see what his issue was with Rose's mum. She seemed like a nice woman to me. You're very different people. Like, you know what I think? This is a man who's an undercover cop for years and he talks about stakers. It's like, you've had to sit in cars for hours on end doing fuck all. And you couldn't stomach just one or two more days pretending to listen to her boring stories. Yeah, you see, that's where I would disagree with Martin. I'll probably find her stories quite interesting. I mean, she's a judge. <laughs> but, like, then he, then she's talking about, obviously, the idea of Wisconsin and everything. Obviously, it's not to his, like, interest. You know, they're very clearly very different people. And Yeah, she's got manners, he doesn't. But, it's, but like, a good idea of the fact that he can't hide. His... Yeah, he can't, he can't be, a, be a pleasant individual about it. But we're dumping ahead, that's one episode ahead, we should just dive into this first one, no, yeah. get, get through this. It's episode 11, The Good, oh, it's just Good Samaritan, I heard it's The Good Samaritan. Yeah, which is, Good Samaritan, yes. Well, as everybody knows The Good Samaritan, it's taken from a story from the, the Bible of it's a man who helped another man, and that's often used as somebody who goes out their way to help others. Oh, so, like that story is very similar to this, let's just pretend as well. <laughs> oh, Did you like that one? Yeah. I liked that one. Uh, something that's maybe seem very UK for so sorry to any Americans listen to this, but you know, uh, you know the Boys Brigade that we have here. Yeah, yeah. I used to to go with that. I can't remember why I went. But I just remember I got to age where like I don't want to go with that fucking thing anymore. Was that like was that something like the Cubs or the Scouts or whatever you call it? There's a lot of I remember it as a lot of marching around a hall for no reason and then just playing games the rest of the night. And every so often on a Friday night they have a tuck show. So that's, it was a wee social club one. Yeah, a bit of a social club. Some of the guys from my primary who were in my class went there and it was, was a chance to hang out with them outside of... See, I, I, I'm sure when I was in school I had chances to go to things like that, but I was like, nah. I nah. can't remember why. I remember going one day and then I was just I was just there. And then eventually I stopped going. It was times like that I enjoyed being a loner, you know. But we did 
obviously then occasionally we did it in a kind of a church hall and they, we eventually had to occasionally go to church on a Sunday but it only every so often and sometimes uh, one time for a display that we were doing we had to act we sometimes had to scene, scenes based on stories of the Bible but we kind of took a comedic edge to it right mm. and we did the Good Samaritan and also the Good Samaritan helps a guy who's been mugged right and so me and two other guys played the guy that mugged him and because we're being a more community guys, because it's children played out, we got given these giant inflatable hammers to hit the guy with. <laughs> so that's what I can think of it when I think Good Samaritan. I think of back when I did that. When you think Good Samaritan, you think inflatable hammers. Yes. Yeah. You think some right. odd things, And it's also an episode of Frasier. We think some strange things. We do, yeah. That's, what's, that's what makes us so fascinating as human beings. It really does. Also, I would say this is maybe one of the... If I was to rank, and it would be a weird rank to do, but it would be fun to do, if I was to rank like the episodes that feature Freddy yeah. in them, if I was to rank all the Freddy-related episodes, this one would be maybe at the bottom, because he doesn't really add anything to this, because you get some good episodes out of Freddy being involved, even... That is so goth. <laughs> even, when, even the episode <laughs> where like he's the, the other actor, he's still... Because the fact that he's coming in... Means Frasier has to go to the mall on Christmas Eve because the friends of cranes of mine have his living brain. Do you know? I don't know why Frasier fans are so always so fucking butthurt about that first Freddy. I, I don't I realise they were. Well, they all would always. He, did, like, he, he didn't suit it though. In hindsight, yeah, though. but wasn't he shite? Oh yeah. Like you said, this one that we have looks a lot more like he could be like this. Yeah, he looks of... like a fat nerd, like <laughs> Frasier. But uh, so. Yeah, so they're talking about Freddy because Roz and Fraser and Catherine are both and they're talking about the fact that Freddy is coming over for his birthday. And well, was... sorry. Yeah, we need to remember to do our introduction where it starts, where we are. I just said it was in Nervosa. Oh, I need to learn to listen more then. Just because you have got your glasses on doesn't mean you're smarter than me. I I beg to differ. You look like a more godly version of the the woman of a, a combination of a godly version of. Roz for the Austin Power films and Edna from uh, The Incredibles. I can live with that. I can <laughs> totally live with that. You know how you make a podcast like this semi-successful? No gips. No gips. No gips. But yes, they're in Nervosa. <laughs> no gips. And I thought about Freddy Cavetti always arriving in a few hours and picking up at the airport. You know, I'm so excited. It was supposed to be a little turn, but uh, she accidentally in the lab. One of the monkeys bit her tongue. What exactly was she doing with the monkeys? <laughs> no, she was teaching a sign language. I guess one of them made a disparaging remark about her new haircut. She stuck her tongue out. Wow. How bad does a haircut have to be for a monkey to hate it? <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to get, get my own cup of coffee because he's, he's waiting for the waiter. But the <laughs> one comes and gets up and goes, oh, somebody dropped their wallet. And then Roz is first and Roz is like, mm, is he cute? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell from a driver's license. He's five foot six, weighs 200 pounds and has corrective lenses. Leave it on the floor. Well, thank God I don't share your good deeds for hunks only policy. And just as he goes to hand it in, a guy comes but, in. A very yeah, like a guy who is a, a short dwarf with a weird pair of glasses, pair of glasses and a fryer top haircut. <laughs> Anywho, so don't he, worry. Yeah, haircut aside, he comes up and he's like, hey, hey is that my wallet? Well, I was about to have it over here on the floor. And the guy looks into it immediately and goes, no reward and everything. The guy immediately snatches it off and goes, hey, where's my cash? It was uh, empty when I found it. Well, yeah, right. I had seven bucks in here. Well, I'm sure it's some lucky thief is enjoying a banana small soda. The guy's like, at least you left my credit card, jerk. I just love the affronted 
looking on Facebook, and I should I, I can't believe I didn't say it at the start, but I joked with my mum and dad, I said, oh, I've got a chance to say this phrase I've always wanted to use properly. You know what I am? And we were talking about Frasier. Do you know what I am after my leg injury? What? I am wounded. <laughs> I, was, I got, I, but then right before we recorded, I remember that I thought about the vaccine <coughs> comparison with Eddie and everything. And, oh, no, that was good. Had it both ways. You but, did. Then, but yeah, the guy who's a vet, did you know, like, yeah, like, you stole my seven bucks. Like, oh dear. Yeah, oh, your seven bucks. Oh, wow. And he comes back and he's like, well, should put. He's like, would you please bring me my usual? He's do you like, believe that guy? I do him a favor. He accused me of stealing. And Rosal, please, the world's full of creeps like that. Have you figured that out yet? Well, I'm sorry, Ross, but I still believe that people are basically good. Of course, that signals the arrival of Bulldog. <laughs> Bulldog, hey guys, I'm glad you're here. I need to talk to you about something. What can we do for you, Bulldog? My mom's having bypass surgery tomorrow morning, and I'd like to sit up with her tonight at the hospital. But I gotta work. We live in a one spot. I don't suppose you could. And then Ross is all like, "All oh, right, yeah. like we haven't figured out there's a big fight in Vegas tonight." He's like, "Look, I know you. I know I've jerked you guys around before, but this is serious." And Frederick's all like, "All oh, Frederick but leaves him and he's like, oh, Bulldog, I'm sorry. No, Frederick's coming tonight. It's his birthday." And Bulldog is like, "Take the cell phone out of his pocket. He's just dialing." Okay, Doc. Never mind. I understand. Hello, Bernice Briscoe's room, please. Hope my mom's around to celebrate her next birthday. Hi, Mom. It's really, Bobby. Really laying it on thick. Yeah. So he's like, Hi, Mom. It's Bobby. Um, look, I'm going to have to work tonight after all. And then Frederick's like, Bulldog, wait a minute. You know what? Frederick will probably be asleep by 11. I guess we could take your spot. And Rod's just me like, I'm like, are you insane? How can you be so gullible? He's still not talking to his mother. And she grabs the she phone. Grabs the phone. <laughs> She's like, does somebody have a little boo-boo on her heart? Is someone going to have to open up, open you up with those big old rib spitters? And then she's like, Oh, Miss Briscoe, I'm so sorry. Listen, I just wanted to you know that we'll fill in for Bobby tonight. But he's like, thanks a million, you guys. I better get back to the hospital. God bless and everything. And uh, Roz is like, got a face around, like, oh, I can't yeah. believe I did that. I'm like, and then Bulldog's like, uh, random woman. Pretty woman. He's with, and he's like, hey, we're out of here. And the woman's like, but her flight doesn't leave for another two hours. And Bulldog's like, no, i got to stop by my mom's first. I owe her 50 bucks in a case of sweat. <laughs> How elaborate this was, just so he could go to Vegas with this woman. But he got his mom. Genius. Yeah, and yet, it goes so, even though, as funny as it is, it goes so against an episode from, I think, the previous season it was, where uh, he, where Fraser tries to guilt Bulldog to admit something wrong he did. By bringing out his own mum, like, yeah. the woman who taught you right from wrong, and then she starts smacking around when she learns the truth. Now, now she's basically gotten older, she's like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't care anymore. As long as I get my 50 bucks in my a case maybe, of shells. Maybe she has levels of yeah. shit she'll stoop to. Mm-hmm. Like, holding a pregnant woman in front of a gunman, that's pretty fucking low. Yeah. Tricking your, tricking your co-workers into working for you so you can go to a fight, that ain't so bad considering yeah. what he'd done before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's innocent for Bulldog. I love the fact that obviously getting her on it means he could he planned all it so she could actually be on the phone and basically that gives it the the error of authenticity as well. Yeah, totally. But so, <laughs> so you got you got to admire his handy work there. Yeah. So it fades out and we go to the scene the next scene, which is in Fraser's apartment. Mm-hmm. And Niles is sitting at the dining table, dipping balloons into a glass of water, blotting them on a napkin and twirling them in the air until they're dry. Then Martin just looks at him like like, like that look he gives them every so often when they talk about their artsy, artsy farts together. Like, yeah. do, I, do I even want to ask? And Niles is like, these balloons come in unsealed packages, covered in some mysterious dust, straight from some Southeast Asian sweatshop. Doesn't that worry you? Oh, you bet it does. 
I remember back in Korea, the guys were, cr were crushing our far foxholes, scared to death. These guys, these bastards, would. Oh, I'll start that again. <laughs> oh, yeah, bet it does. I remember back in Korea, we'd crush down our foxholes, scared to death. Those bastards were gonna drop some balloons on us. And then Daphne rushing in for a room, and he's like, a doorman just called, they're on their way up. And then, now it was a little, uh, the whole point of this, you know, he's like, what? He's not gonna. Don't be surprised, we did this whole thing last year. That's the whole point, he's never gonna suspect I'll do it two years in a row. And then Daphne's like, well, I'm gonna feel bad, bad for Freddy. None of his mates are gonna be here. Uh, just us old folk, young surprise. And then Martin's like, well, any party he's at with you is gonna be a treat for him. You know, he's got a little crush in you. <laughs> and Niall goes, you know, you really want to surprise Freddy. He really likes you in that blue cocktail dress. <laughs> and Daphne's like, well, I'm not sure that dress is appropriate for a child's birthday party. <laughs> Well, well, it's hardly a party, it just does foggies. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that that is a recurring thing which you wouldn't expect. Like, for the first few episodes, you see this version of Freddy that he has this crush on. Yeah. And, uh, I think of my favourite interaction in that time period between him and Niles was a bit where he's like, I'm on to you, little man. <laughs> <laughs> and then Fraser tried to play into this whole act a bit. He's trying to play into this whole act, like, oh, your dad, your grandfather really wanted to be here, but you know, he had a. Uh, you had an embroidery club meeting. And then Fred is like, uh oh. What? Not another surprise party. It's good that he's on to this. Uh, yeah. like it shows they also like, given the fact that her intelligent both <laughs> Fraser and Lothar that also the genes have passed on. Yeah. Well just like last year. Oh lord, alright, mm -hmm. but you know what, just just I tell you what, just act surprise, you know he loves this stuff. Then they arrive at the the door, the door and he's like, the hardest part is pretending to be fooled by those drug candles. <laughs> Josh, I think it's hard now, which you are my age. And then they go on the old oh, surprise. Yeah, surprise. And Freddy's like, oh wow, I'm so surprised. <laughs> I love how easily he's able to throw Martin because Martin's already like, ah, see, I told you. See, Martin's that excited he's sell he's like, Martin, <laughs> Martin's more of a kid than Freddy is at times. You know, you see how he acts when at Christmas, like, he likes to decorate everything. I, I believe I will have that personality in my older age. Later stages. Later years of life. <sighs> That's a very difficult sentence for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, why don't you wash down the better taste of seeing that face with another rumble? You can only get one more because I only brought a small number. That's okay. I will enjoy it. Thank yeah. you, Scott. Yeah, you I would. needed that after saying that. Yeah. That was that was terrifying. <laughs> and uh, oh no, I can't say it. My next age. <laughs> but uh, but after he gets up, after he picks up the boy, he goes, "Hello." Lilith? Did anyone here know a woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lilith. And then he hands the phone to Freddy, goes into his room, and then they go get his cake ready, right? And it's just a big old face. It's like, what the hell is that? Louis Pasteur, Freddy's favourite scientist. <laughs> That's what child wouldn't be thrilled by cooking that death mask on his birthday. And then Martin's like, what happened to your jacket? Oh, dear, but I helped this woman get a dog into her car. Oh, I hope it wasn't. I hope at least it was in a crate. Oh yes, a very heavy crate. Had a hole at arm's length. Arm's length. So I, so what I choose to believe was drool wouldn't run onto my shoes, and just nails has this whole like. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. Eight blocks later, I finally let little Fido into her back seat. The one dries up. Not so much as thank you. Even give me a ride back to the airport. I responded went to spot in my tire on her gesture of disapproval. <laughs> the elsewhere, I caught my finger in my jacket. Well, I say my my belief in people's basic decency today is. Taking a beating. No, today I returned to man's wallet. He accused me of stealing it. And Martin's like, well, it just goes, just proves what I always say. A good Samaritan is nothing but a good target. Well, I'm sorry, Dad, but I'm not quite ready to be that cynical yet. And Daphne comes in telling him he's off the phone, and so he gave me the key. Martin's like, oh, good. All right. Well, you can believe what you want, but I think people are born rotten, and every year they get worse. 
He said, he said that and he said one like most shows, every year they get worse. Happy birthday. <laughs> See oh. and, and that and that and that lies the hilarity of Fraser. You know, that was a funny thing, speaking of happy birthdays, uh, on Stephen's party, he actually turned thirty like early January, but and he was gonna have his party later in January, then it got pushed back to the start of February because of COVID, right? And he got to speak right during the this party and like thank everybody saying how about he goes, Thank you, even though my birthday was it was however long ago goes, There are people in this room who've had their birthdays like <coughs> since and then he points to him with someone in his family and so everyone sings happy birthday you know? and then he goes, And also, um uh, fiance Laura, her birthday's actually the more it's been that long and so everybody sings that again. <laughs> they weren't prompted on like the second or third time, just everybody just said, Ah oh, fuck it, I think a lot of people some people did some drinks by that point like, Ah oh, fuck it, let's hold Fuck it, sing you bastard, sing. Obvious obvious by the time the third happy birthday came around, we're singing it through in between pushing ourselves laughing. <laughs> <laughs> The fact we also we also did the little hip hip after each time, which I think which I think is true dedication to a bit. Oh yes, true but dedication it. to a bit. But there we go to the booth uh, for the late night shift. I was saying, Fraser Craig says, "Welcome to the night owl edition of the Doctor Fraser Craig Show." Show. He says we have Stephen on the line, and it's been a while since I've done this. But uh, <laughs> naming the person who's called in also they get celebrities to do it. Ooh. Stephen is voiced by Ron Howard. Who uh, was a child star? I believe he was. He was the main character in the show Happy Days, and then went on to be a, a director in his later years. I think he directed Apollo Thirteen, the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. I but, believe he also, if I'm remembering this right, and if I'm wrong, apologise. But I'm sure he went and directed one of my favourite movies, Cinderella Man. I had about, a bit. The biographical movie about the boxer, the bulldog of Bergen, Jim Braddock. I know he did a film called Rush, which is a bit Formula One. He also did that film Solo, a Star Wars film, a film about Young yeah. Han Solo, which easily, in a podcast I did with Carl Rogan Pines, I ranked my least favourite Star Wars movie of all yeah. time. It's probably nothing to do with Ron Howard, I just didn't like, there's a lot of problems with that Do you movie. know what my least favourite Star Wars movie in all time was? Which one? All of them. <laughs> well, that just shows how different we are as yeah. people I love. But, even if Ron Howard didn't direct it, yeah. I strongly recommend... Mm-hmm. The Cinderella Man to anyone. So, like, it's threatening, you know, credentials aside, we'll go into the call. He plays Stephen. He says, Hello, Stephen. I'm a doc. I think I'm losing my mind. People are talking to me through my radio. Why do you think that? There it is again. Turn your radio down. Now what's giving me orders? Stephen, turn your radio down. And knows my name. <laughs> Stephen, listen to me. This is your radio talking. I'm a very smart radio, and I care about you. And I want you to turn me off, go to bed, and seek counselling in the morning. Okay. Sorry, Doc. Got, gotta go. Well, I'd like to end tight on more philosophical notes. You know, and he starts talking. And then as he's talking, Roz is, like, doing her, like, basically going to bed, doing, like, putting her hair up and, like, yeah. up and taking her makeup off and everything. And he's like, he's like, I returned a man's wallet, and I ate a woman at the airport. And in return, I was accused of being a thief. And my favourite jacket was ruined. I was so disappointed by my events of day, that on my way to work here tonight, I almost passed by an elderly man with a flat tyre, without stopping to help him. Mm-hmm. Now he looks over at Roz, who's now putting a cold cream on, mm-hmm. and then he's like, How are you doing? I asked myself. 
it's like, it's like the one between the uh, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the Christmas story. One night, one dark, windy, windy night. night. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the tinsel lady came yeah. in. Oh, Matt, he might have said. <laughs> right, he saw the helping the guy. And then he goes to a break <coughs> and helping the guy with his, uh, with his uh, flat tire and then like encourage people to do a good deed. And then he asked Rods when they go to a break, what yeah. are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm getting away from bed. Alice gets me up with a crack of dawn, so I take this, get this all taken care of. I get an extra half hour sleep. Well, at least you spared me the spectacle of flossing. Oh, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I had corn. And he's like, and we're back. Seems like we've got time for one more call. The don't, guy, don't bother, Roz. I'll get it. The guy, caller, this is Dr. Fraser Crane. The guy, Ralph, is another voice. Uh, oh. William H. Macy voices. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Easier to tell. Uh, I like him. He was, he was in Mystery Men. Uh, we're connecting between him and... Ron Howard is Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's an actress and she's done a bit of directing. Like she's done a few Star Wars like, episodes of like, the TV show Mandalorian. And she's done very yeah, good. I haven't watched that. Well, she's done very good. The episodes that she has directed were very good. Obviously, she's in the newer Jurassic uh, World like part films. And William Mason. Uh, you're not missing much. But like, but weird connection here. It's a very much of a stretch. But William H. Macy was also in a Jurassic Park film. He was in the third one. His character was an arsehole in it. <laughs> Anyway, it's one of the lesser Jurassic Park films, but you know. William H. Macy is great. He is. Star Wars is not great. That's your opinion. The last part, I agree with you on William H. Macy. William H. Macy is uber great and is way better than Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, Ralph, this is Ralph, that guy who's tired of you, Chase. <laughs> who's all excited? Ra- Ralph? Well, what a wonderful surprise. This let me be. Let me first say to our listeners that this call was not solicited in any way. Yeah, Doctor Craig, do, do, do you wear cufflinks? Why, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. But there's no need to buy me a gift. Gift? You scratch the hell out of my paint job with those things. You owe me money. You can't be serious. How much damage can cufflinks do to a car whose side window consists of a duct tape and a hefty bag? Well, you'll find out when my lawyer sends you the bill. Let me, and then Rose is like, <laughs> let me remind you again, listeners, that call was not solicited. <laughs> and then, so we get to the main thing, and this this is why I don't like this episode. Fraser, then it the car is pissing it down. He's sitting in his car. He sees a woman there needing a lift, and he's he's telling himself whether or not to give her a lift. And eventually, you know, his his own conscience gives in, and he gives her a lift. Mm. And you can quite clearly tell the woman standing on the street and the woman who gets in the car are not the same. Yeah, woman. the woman standing on the street is a reasonably attractive redhead woman. Uh-huh. And, and the woman who gets in the car is noticeably a little, a little bit older than, yeah. than the one who's standing here in the street. No, but she's notice, noticeably a redhead, noticeably a, a pretty redhead, and then the one who gets in the car is a little older. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I, think, I think in this episode, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I think in this episode we might have three people playing one part. I, th- I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, unless there, unless there's some creative editing, in which case it might be two, but you never know. I doubt it at the time, t- the time period it was made. Yeah, it was, it was like early 99. Yeah. Things were getting better in that regard, but we weren't yeah. quite there yet. Mm-hmm. And I mean in creative abilities on screen, I don't mean better socially. Yeah. Um, well, she says here that it's Crystal. Also, we learn her, her name's different, but yeah, yeah. Not later. Like, <laughs> it's Davy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I mean later than the I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but she, 
gets in the car. Queen McCaffrey. I think you can. <laughs> and I think you can kind of tell, given women on the street corner, there's going to be a mis- a wacky misunderstanding. But she's like, oh, I didn't think anyone was going to stand. He's like, oh, ooh, seat warmers. Oh, yes, they're standard. Uh, you know, where, where, where can I take you? Well, it's up to you. We can do it in the car or we can get a room. Oh, God, for a bus to do that. How far do these things go back? Look, I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. Well, don't be nervous. I'm not. Nerv- I am not nervous. And would you please put your seat up? I'll put my. I'll put it anywhere you want me to, honey. Stop talking to me that way. For God's sake. All right. Please, I'm sorry about your misunderstanding, but get out of my car. Well, why the hell did you pick me up? I was trying to be a gentleman. Now get out. I'm not walking all the way back to my corner. Give me money for a cab. Like, there's no even went that far. And he's like, all right, fine. Oh, Lord, I guess I must have left my wallet back at the station. Well, how the hell were you going to pay for me? I wasn't going to pay for you. Oh, good Lord. Oh, here's a $20 bill. Now get out. And then just that moment, I caught guard just so happens to get up. Goes, oh, God, get the hell out of like, It's too late. You see this? And then... I don't believe this is happening to me. Goes, Hello, officer. How fast was I going? Hey, don't I know you? No, I don't. Believe so. I'm not talking to you. Then I bust you last week, and then suddenly with a more manly voice. More manly voice, like ah. Uh, Chris was like, "Give me a break, buddy. I'm trying to earn a living here." And Fraser's just expression is just so wide, like, "Oh god." <laughs> the Fraser then gets brought out from uh, the holding cell that he was calling, and then to the police station. Uh, he said, "These is necessary to take my belt and tie. Standard <laughs> procedure for your own protection." For oh, God's sake, you had me in the drug tech if kill myself and take a deep breath. <laughs> and nails is there. Fraser. Yeah, you certainly took your sweet time. I've been waiting here two hours. Well, I'm sorry. Now, I guess with the pillow fight and the holding tank and the pre-mugshot makeover, time just got away from me. Now, just help me, help me out here. All right. To the next Sergeant Fred. Excuse me. If you could get our bill together, we're ready to sell up here. <laughs> it's 500 bucks. Five, Fraser. I don't have that kind of cash on me. Put put on your credit card and have bail appear on my statement. Do you know what kind of junk mail I get? Just do it. <laughs> okay, there you are. And then he's like, and he's like, so what happened? A prostitute? I told you on the phone. I didn't know she was a prostitute. Uh huh. That woman on the street. And naturally, I offered her a ride. Before I knew it, I was handcuffed, been surrounded by this other mortal assortment of some very sketchy characters. When he goes, other <laughs> uh, falsely accused people. Sir, your card didn't go through. Oh, that's right. Mar- Maris's lawyer has credit lim- and my credit limit reduced. Oh, no. It's been so bad this week when I went to a cheese shop for the Around the World Platter, they cut me off at Luxembourg. <laughs> that's all the way They cut me off at Luxembourg. <laughs> uh, and he goes, you called Dan Gunn down here? All right. And he calls him, like, yeah, we need your credit card. And he goes, oh, no, no tall. I'll get to wait another 20 minutes. No, no, he's out in the car. Why didn't he come in? Peter, this is dead. It's all preset. When he pulled up outside, he had an expression on his face I haven't seen since he took us to our one and only Little League game. And then he comes in and he's like, like, oh, Dad. And Martin's like, hold down, will you? Dad, so I don't need to know. I came down here, you're my son, and I love. For God's sake, Dad, I didn't. Let's just pay up and get out of here, okay? And then he's the other guy, Fred, and he's like, listen, I won't take it too hard, Mary. You remember Captain McKenzie's son? Turned out to be the Golden Park pervert? Yeah, thanks. And, and Sergeant O'Brien started does all those cable movies. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> You can pick her out. She's got a chip. Yeah, yeah. Could, could we just get along here? Dad, yeah, would you let me explain? Look, Fraser, I understand. I was in the army. We all have our urges. And then he, like, he's trying to explain to him, and then he comes to he comes to he goes, uh, Bye, Dr. Craig. Sorry I got you arrested. Oh, that's all right, Chris. Well, these things happen, and it turns around, and they're both stunned. Like, he had, he had a wig on. 
You're my son, and I love. Would you oh. stop? Saying- <laughs> Will you stop saying that? I can clearly tell this is some sort of fantasy or dream because the idea, of, even though if he has a local celebrity, the fact that they come home in the paper, that fact that he happens to be on the first page, yeah, of this whole thing. But but one thing I'm curious to know, <laughs> when we eventually see what Crystal is, uh-huh. how did he not know? I don't know. Very conv- a very convincing. And then, quote, woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it was late, I don't know. I mean, I just said, he had a wig on. Uh, and then, night, we get to the, we get to the apartment, and then Martin's like, still don't know what you were thinking. Middle of the night, Zerd Street, picking up a strange woman. A very strange woman. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't thinking. Thank God it's all over. I'll just spend a quick, quiet weekend here with Frederick. And then I see the thing, like, oh, yeah. like, oh, dear God. Dex, Doc's pal is a mock gal. <laughs> Oh, will this nightmare never end? Now listen, Dad, we're bound to get a lot of calls about this thing. Please do not answer the phone. Don't talk to anybody, just let the machine get it. And then you go in and Daphne's on the phone, like, yeah, I'll live with Dr. Crane. Yeah, there's quite a bit of massage involved. Daphne. Daphne. Mostly around the hips, thighs, and buttocks. Give me that. No comments. Well, I had to answer the phone. The machine's been filling up. It's people have been calling all day. Oh, where's Frederick? He's still asleep. <laughs> Look, Dr. Crane, I just wanted to say, you're the victim here. And Fraser's like, thank you. And then Daphne's like, yeah, American society is so close-minded when it comes to sexual experimentation. In Europe, Daphne, <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Well, exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I guess I deserve all this. I certainly had enough warning to stop being such a boy scout, but did I listen? No. Well, from now on, Dr. Crane, or as Seattle now knows him, Dr. Strangelove, is out of the Samaritan business. <laughs> and then, don't you like then you were giving any thoughts of what you were going to tell Frederick, like, God, how can I possibly explain this to him? This key, this key has to be evasive. No, he's like, the key is not to be evasive. Mm-hmm. He's going to hear it, but sooner or later, I guess it should be for me. That's where all I am at train, person doesn't even notice that Frederick's coming into the room, like, I'm a trained professional, I can do this the way I won't try with that child as he goes to the paper. Freddy, don't touch that! And, and just ready, just like kill shot like <laughs> And Martin's like, you know, I could use a glass of orange juice. I think I'm gonna go in the kitchen and get a glass. And Niles is like, oh, orange juice, yum. I'm coming to get. I'm coming. I'm going to come with you for that. And Frederick's just like, am I having a surprise party? No, no, Frederick. Here, sit down for a second, son. I, I've got something I've got to talk to you about. For the next couple of days, you're gonna hear some rather nasty stories and some snide jokes about your old man. Mom's, Mom's coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, she's not. It's very hard for me to tell you this, but I just spent the night in jail. Wow, like Brad Johnson's dead? <laughs> He's like, well, that's a little different. Inside trading is wrong. What did you do? Well, I saw a woman sent in the rain. I gave her a ride. Get arrested for that? Well, it depends on the sort of woman. You <laughs> see, this particular woman, this uh, person, was a prostitute. But I didn't know that until it was too late. He's like, he's like a prostitute, and then he goes to explain like, it to me. Like, like, oh, God, how can I explain this? A prostitute is someone who engages in sexual relations with another person for money. Dad, I'm 11. I know what a prostitute is. But why did you pick one up? <laughs> well, I didn't notice. He was one at the time. And then he tried to explain to him, and then he snapped out of this little daydream of his. Where he's saying, like, so you're saying we shouldn't help people? Well. And then, <laughs> because of then it, it's a weird, like, snap cut. Literally, like, very hard to cut right back to the... Uh, right back to the point where he was mm-hmm. going to pick the person up, and then Fraser's sitting there and he decides to... Yeah, like, I think he's, like, even when when it, like, caused him such embarrassment, he realises that even 
like the idea of helping people is something important to him, and he wants to pass on that message of doing yeah. good deals. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. And then he says to the woman, "May off your ride," and she's like, "Oh, thank you." And then she's like, "I waved to you a couple of times. I don't think you saw me." And he's like, "Well, I noticed you. I just having sort of a bad daydream. So where can I take you?" Is that is like the same place you're going? Oh dear God, you're. And she's like, "Laura Hilton. I live in your building." And he's like, "Oh, of course, Laura. Hi." <laughs> She's like, I'm so glad you stopped when I did. And Freddie's like, oh, I'm certainly glad I stopped too. And then I like the credits here because, like, Freddie's sleeping on the carriage next to his dad, who's also sleeping. They're all curled up together. And then Freddie looks at Nails, like, oh, isn't that nice? And then Nails plays all. And as soon as Freddie leaves, he, he moves Freddie to the other side of the couch with the pillow between them. And as soon as he leaves, Freddie opens one of his eyes, moves the cushion, and goes back up next to her, just like, <laughs> like, I want to, you little man. And as you say, it has Ron Howard and William H. Macy doing the guests. So, you know, guest callers, this episode, going over it again, I actually would say this is a really good episode. It's a fun episode, you know? It's not one of the best, I'll grant no, you, no. but it's a really fun episode. I'm very much still a middling to down on this episode. Like, I mean, for, la- for the whole the whole sequence in the police station alone, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, like Niles, the police station bit's good. Niles has some funny like one-liners here, but Freddie and Daphne's interactions are good. Yeah, even though they're very very brief. Yeah. And Martin's whole thing is funny. <laughs> her her embarrassed is also to come in the police station, but still a million down. Some of those elements I haven't given up because it's the old idea of like the old the whacking was down a woman in the corner. She just happened to you like you could kind of yeah. even if you'd never seen Frasier before, you could kind of see this coming. Uh, I don't like. I think the idea at all, even though it could work sometimes, the idea of oh, technically it was all a dream has been played in television and movies it, far too much. It has been, I'll grant you that. But I think in this particular instance it was done, it was at least done well. Yeah. You know, but then again, because you're sitting watching it and you're going through it all, and you're basically going through it all with him in his head and you're like, oh, fuck, and then it cuts back and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. I think and you're bit, like, oh, shit didn't happen to him, and, good. And it goes back to the thing like what I said with him, I think and they said he's imagining what's the worst case scenario from picking her up because yeah. the idea of him being in the paper front page as well, even though, Frazier wouldn't be lucky enough, even if he did have this incident, to be front-page material. Yeah, but he's thinking about all the things like how his dad would react, how he would have to explain it to his son. Yeah, the fact that he just so happens to be... I think when you look back on it, he should have known it was a dream because it just so yeah. happened to be his dad's precinct. How, and all. how much... How much... Uh, how much Niles would make fun of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very strange woman. I do love the idea he thinks that somehow he'll get mail if he pays for his... <laughs> For his bail, it's just how sheltered Nails is like. Yeah, like imagine the kind of mail I get, despite the fact he's got a, he's a, he has a cop for a dad who's sheltered he still is. Yeah, yeah, that's Nails, and then and then Daphne ruins him. But what uh, what would your rating be? Though I give you nine. Uh, are you, are you your thumbs up? I'm thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. S- simple thumbs up. Yeah, I would I would say it was a good show, a I'm, good episode. I'm still firmly in the middle on it, but we move on to episode twelve, which is uh, our parents ourselves. And as they have to work, I'm making allusions to her with Martin's kind of attitude or in the episode. Uh, it's one of those, you know, parent Rachel episodes. Like, this is like that, but it's more of a, it's more of a Freezer Roy centric episode when you actually look at it. I, I tend, as much as I'm a bit mm-hmm. so so about this particular episode, I've all, I always enjoy. Uh, Fraser and Raw's episodes. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. I'm just saying yeah. it, it's seemingly painted as a story about their parents, but then when you get to their end conversation, it's really something about their own insecurities. I think. Yeah, and I'm, I must say, I, I sometimes if I'm sitting watching Fraser and I, you know, 
I sometimes have that wistful thought, like, you know, the information you know about the casting of Frasier and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I sometimes have a wistful thought, what if that was Lisa Kudrow? <laughs> and you immediately think, God, that would be awful. I know. Because she's, she's great in Friends. Yeah, Phoebe's yeah. funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. But she would not be a good Ross. Mm. And John Lithgow would not be a good Frasier. Oh, good Lord, no, that and, would not work. And Rosie Perez would not be a good Daphne. No. And whoever the guy was that was supposed to be Niles would not be a good Niles. I don't think Niles uh, would have really worked. Like, the whole thing about David Pierce is that he looked a bit like... Yeah, they looked like brothers. Yeah, uh, they looked a bit like... Uh, like Frasier. I mean, no offence to him, but who the hell are they going to get that, with, that believably is a brother to, to John Lithgow? Yeah, yeah. But let's get to I mean, the... let's, let's not be discourteous, though. John Lithgow is a fantastic actor. He is a fantastic actor, you know, yeah. I know you've probably not seen Dexter, but... Oh, I've seen that, Dexter. Oh, I've you've seen, seen that, that one, yeah. yeah. I, watched, I watched it up till the end of that season. That's probably the best place to end it. Yeah, I think so. You know? I mean, season five had some good moments. You've got Johnny Lee Miller in the fifth season as the baddie. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose I should finish it, but I did, I've did. i heard a lot of negatives about the second half of the run. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. Uh, they do. They are. They have recently revived it. Called uh, New Blood or First Blood or something. Yeah, I heard that. I haven't watched any of that though. Never, but you know, maybe it'll be good. And do you know what we're bringing back as well? Mm. Future Armour. But without the original voice of Bender, John They don't know that yet. Yeah. They don't, that's not confirmed yet. He, all the rest of them are confirmed. He's still not confirmed, but he's not not confirmed yet. No, it's funny. I learned about the guy who, who voices Fry and Professor Fargo. Really West. I really West. He voices also, he did voice a bunch of people, apparently he voices the red M&M and the M&M adverts, and the the yellow M&M is J.K. Simmons. That's cool, man. I know. That's cool. It's a weird combination, isn't it? Yeah, the the guy for Law and Order and the guy for Futurama. But hey, but we talk about John Lithgow. It's a weird turn seeing him in Dexter, and like just like especially if you think of him as like him, him the, main, the funny guy for uh, Third Rock, Rock from the, the Sun, Sun or Lord Farquaad, and seeing him and this is just a completely yeah, turned on list man. But he was really what was his character called in that? Lead? I think his real name was Arthur, but he's serial killer name. Like he was the Trinity, the killer. Trinity killer. That mm-hmm. was it. Mm-hmm. He was the last true great like bad guy in that. Scene, oh, man. totally. He was. He was. And what a story arc that was uh-huh. in that. that was, it just they put so much good into season four. <laughs> Nothing else could be good after well, that. Well, me and my brother got the box set of the entire series. We binge-watched it, right? Yeah. And we saw the heights of it and the slow, slow decline. The slow decline. <laughs> but, like, what's funny is, like, we find out that he, in the middle of season four that he's actually a fan man, and it goes back to the whole thing about serial killers and that a lot of them can hide in plain sight, and yeah, that's what yeah. Arthur is. And it shows, like, it shows, like, the recap of the episode, of the right end of the last episode was, my God, basically goes, oh, he's just like me, he's a normal guy. And then it cuts to him following the opening of season eight, where you see that he's uh, following Arthur and he's regularly. And the very first thing you hear is him leading a church hymn, and he's singing about Jesus and everything like yeah. just him following the serial killer. Oh my God, he's really he's a normal guy. <laughs> Cut to the next episode. Have you seen Jesus? <laughs> and his big John Lithgow voice. Tell me, all right? And I, I really don't give two shits about spoilers. Yeah. No, of like Dexter's team. Yeah. Of you know police people. Yeah. By the end of it, how many of them are dead? 
out by by his hand because I know the black guy dies in the first like their first or second season. Or I don't something. Mean, I don't think many of them do die by his. They are ones that do die, but not really necessarily. See by his, li- his little Cuban friend. Yeah, no, I think he's one of the only ones that really makes it. He doesn't die. No. Oh, thank God. He's one of the only. He's one of the few that makes that. Even during the worst seasons, he's a highlight. I think. Good. Mm-hmm. Good, because one of the things I always liked about Dexter uh, was his friend, the uh, Cuban guy. Or... I think his surname is Batista. Or yeah, Batista. Uh, I liked him. Hey, you always like that guy you wanted to go to for advice. And yeah. he opens a bar, I think, towards the end of it, which is good, because he seemed like a good guy, You a barman that you tell your issues to. But you know what? Moving on from this Dexter show, back to Fraser. So <laughs> shall we... And let's get to our, our episode. We, continue, we continue like this. We're going to get time our for episode parents three. ourselves. We're going to have time for the third episode if we get give on this right no we'll get going but uh Frazier's dealing with a woman called Sophie uh, on the phone and he, she's having an issue because like her, her husband's having guys over for football and saying like the guy him in the background not just football the Super Bowl and yeah, she's he... wanting to invite people <laughs> over as well okay oh, I do this bit I love this Please, bit go go alright right so for, we, we cut to the, stu- the studio uh-huh. and he's on the air and he's like go ahead Sophie I'm listening and then Sophie's like, hi, Dr. Crane. My husband's having some of his friends over to watch the game Sunday. And I think it'd be nice if I could have some of my girlfriends over too. Fraser's like, sounds reasonable. And Sophie's like, exactly. I mean, it's just football. And then her husband, Larry, in the background is like, not football, Einstein, the Super Bowl. Fraser's like, ah, that would be your doting husband now. <laughs> and she's like, Larry, this is a private conversation. For God's sakes, use a plate. <laughs> <laughs> and Fraser's like, Sophie, why don't you put your husband on the line? She's like, pick up. He's like, and he sounds just like Martin when he does it. He's like, ah, jeez. <laughs> and then he picks it up. He's like, hello. And then Fraser's like, Larry, I gotta tell you, I'm afraid I side with your wife on this one. That just proves you don't know the first thing about football. And he's like, what I. Do or do not know about football has... Okay, how's this? My wife's friends can come over if you can answer even one little football question, like... No, I don't see lots in any... You're down by six. <laughs> and you're on 40. Three seconds to get... Three seconds left. What do you do? Well, all right, all right. Roz, Roz gets his attention uh, and she, she grabs she, the like telephone receiver. She, she's doing, like, charades all Yeah, her. and he's like, you would take your receivers... receivers line them up. Line them up. And then throw a pass. And then she's like, like, fucking, and then he's like, a a long, long pass. And then he's like, yeah, and what's the name for that? And Roz, she gets down her nails, crosses her cell and prays with an innocent look, and he's like, Homer, (laughs) Sophie and Larry, I hope you enjoy the game. (laughs) Meanwhile, this is Coach Crane saying, (laughs) I'm listening. And I love love this bit, but she (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm impressed you so good at charades. Fraser's <laughs> like, I'm, impre- I'm impressed you could mime my version. <laughs> He's like, so Ross, are you walking out? She's like, no, I got stuff to do. I've got some cars to rack, and I want to put some... So you have some best of crane tapes. Mother's still in town. <laughs> in town, in my apartment, and I left this morning in my refrigerator smelling my milk. Oh. I, I love her. I just wish I could get a couple hours to myself one night. Well, I'll just ask her. She might enjoy a little time to herself. No, my dad does. Oh, you're lucky. I wish my mother drank alone. <laughs> and then... Frazier, like... He walks over to like, hard bite a little bit, and he's like, you know, Roz, your mom's about the same age as my dad, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I guess. She, he's like, does she date much? <laughs> and she's like, says my father left? Practically never. No, hang on. No, 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 hear me out, Roz. 
Now, Dad hasn't dated anybody since he and Sherry broke up. I'm starting to worry he's lost his nerve. A date with your mom could be a tremendous favor to him. And she's like, I don't know, but then he's, he's like, oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I know it's awkward, but so, now it's not having dinner with him tonight. Well, take him to McGinty's, where he feels comfortable, and you your mom, you and your mother can just happen to stop by. We'll see what transpires. I'll never know what to fix up. She's like, oh, what the hell? Give us your house five, son. Like, your mother is ready for dinner at five. I keep her on Wisconsin time. Why wait? She's in bed by eight. <laughs> and then they're in, again, teasing, and Martin comes over. Hey, guys, look what I got. A funion onion. The chef sent her over with his compliments. I'm afraid she's like, I wonder what his insults are like. <laughs> and then three, Martin and Timmy chat with there with Bonnie, the, the waitress and everything. Like, oh, hey, Maria, you must be afraid you're the big radio star. Oh, yes, hello. Like, your dad's so proud. He talks about you all the time. He turns to Nails. Wow, what's wrong with... He turns to Nails and goes, what's your, who's your friend? He's like, what's wrong with you? I told you about my son. Oh, and then yeah. she's like, oh, of course, what am I thinking? Nice to meet you, Eddie. <laughs> and Martin's just brother a lot laughing. <laughs> 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 and Martin's like, "What's this, Niles? How about some beers, Bonnie?" And she's like, "Come right up." And then they got, the guys come in, Niles and me like, "Come on, oh god, it's a group coming from the Shangri-La." And then they, when the guy sees him, called Jimbo. He's like, like, "What? It's a coyote." Evening, Jimbo. Check with you later. Martin's like, "You got a nickname down there already? That's great, the coyote." Ah, uh, yes. And how did you earn that honorific? Oh, it was quite the merry road. Yes, it evolved from Niles to Nilesy. To Nile E, to Nile E, Coyote, and now just simply the, coy- the Coyote. And then the guy started. <laughs> oh, well, just when I thought it couldn't be defined any further. And then comes uh, Rose and her mother, and Fraser, no, it's all suddenly, oh, look who's here, Rose, hello. They came and they all sat down together and they learned me in the directions. It cuts to the bathrooms where Rose and her mother basically eating this, that big onion or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I can't believe you guys finished that. Like, oh, oh, please. This is how generation ate every day. We still live on cigarettes, whiskey sours, and bacon cheeseburgers. Yeah, and what about breakfast? Fried eggs, sausage patties, hash browns, and nails. Oh, God. Last night I ate a profiterole roll and lay awake till dawn waiting for my heart attack. <laughs> well, those are simpler in those days, weren't they, Mark? Oh, yeah. We didn't worry about dumb things like cholesterol. We worried about putting food on the table, keeping the yard clean, the car shiny. And the H bomb. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> and then they'll say that Freezer mentions, oh, Ross, we've got to get some work done. And they're like, oh, believe me, my mom, we're going to go to the jazz club on 5th. But we promised to finish those promos tonight. All right, Mom, sorry, I totally forgot. It's and then, okay. And then Freezer, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm kidnapping Ross, Dad, why don't you take her uh, Joanna to the jazz club? Oh, sure, I'd love to. And they're like, oh, you know, it's okay, and they're all fine with it. And, uh, yeah. You could say. And then uh, they get they go leave, and then all of a sudden they leave. That Joanna turns to Martin and goes, "Look at them! They don't. They think they they think we don't know this is a setup." Oh, how can we figure it out with just a retired detective and an attorney general? <laughs> and I cut to Rose and Fraser <laughs> like, "Rose, like you're absolutely right. Didn't suspect a thing." I told you, Rose. Just leave it to the master. <laughs> and I like this next scene because they are watch, sitting out there with Daphne watching uh, a beauty pageant. I will say, less particular scene <laughs> is, is not so much funny, it just it, it proves Ross's insecurities mm. in yeah. Fraser's, you know, not often seen defensiveness of his dad, mm-hmm. you know. 
I don't. I think the idea, like he and Niles can talk about, is that be un, uncultured or whatever. Like, but no one else should yeah, say no it. No one else should say it because they, they obviously don't mean it at their heart. You know what I mean? They're just being snooty. And they just like joke about how oh god, look how different we are. Yeah, but if anybody actually said anything negative about their dad, they'd be like, "Fuck you." Mm-hmm. And Roz, like, oh, she should be home by now. And Fraser's like, Roz, Roz, will you please relax and just watch the pageant with us? They're right in the middle of the talent competition. Oh, damn! He's like. It's the same as the way they're sucking up to the international panel of judges. Miss Germany, I just played Lady of, Sp- Lady of Spade on a French horn. Ren Fraser's like, Raj, you're going to chill that nail right off. Stop it. I can't help it. I'm nervous. Do you think it's going to turn out okay? Who cares? Not for Miss Brazil. Look at those tree trunks. She's her own little rainforest. Roz is like, I just keep worrying that she's going to have a lousy time and it'll be all my fault. Screwing up like always. Oh, come on, Raj, your mother didn't think you were a screw-up. Oh, yeah? In high school, I ran my own informal shoplifting clinic. In college, I dropped out of pre-law because it interfered with Bruce Springsteen's touring schedule. And now I'm an unwed mother. What would you call me? Tramp. Daphne! That's Miss Venezuela. The dress is... Well, dress is... They're slitting it high. You can see her, Caracas. <laughs> if you could see her, Caracas, she wouldn't be Miss Venezuela. <laughs> and then Fraser's like, Oh, oh, Roz, you know what? So what if we don't get along? So we made a mistake. You understand, my mother doesn't make mistakes, she does everything well, she's smart, successful, classy, oh, what the hell was I thinking? And then Fraser gets up and he's like, about what, saying up with my father? Well, no, that's not what I meant. That's exactly what you meant. Well, okay, Fraser, no offense, but your father is a very nice man, but let's face it, my mother was the eternal general of Wisconsin. And then Fraser, well, I hope he remembers the curtsy before the, the Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then Daphne gets up and she's like, this is ridiculous, I'm going to watch this in my room. Miss Finland just laid out her plan to end world hunger and I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand in these pages why they make the answer questions like that, but well, these are big issues, like... You clearly didn't bring them out for these kind of things. No. You're really just trying to make them like, look at these people, look how stupid they are, but aren't they pretty? Oh. Bring them out, stand them there, look at them. <laughs> that is a beauty pageant. Yeah. Hot, what is it Eddie says in bottom? Hot girls, skimpy knockers, look at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so then they come in uh, and they pretend they're working. Oh, right, I think that's the best promo of all. Oh, hi, how was your evening? Oh, the jazz was the first way, but I'm afraid I talked Martin's ear off. He's like, oh, you're crazy. Your mother tells wonderful stories, Roz. I could have listened to her all night. Well, they're either too kind or you're a little titty, but thank you. And then she tells Roz, go and she calls her Lammy, and then Fraser makes her comment on that before she leaves. Like, bye, Joanna. Bye, Lammy. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of goes back at And Fraser's like, so, tell me how it went. And then Martin's like, well, being a gentleman, I don't want to go into details. So suffice to say, it stunk. What? Well, it was the dullest evening of my life, the way she drones on and on. Do you know how many metric tons of eggs Wisconsin produces every year? No. Well, I do. <laughs> look, look for- yeah, he's like, look, Fraser. I know you meant well, but if you ever set me up again, I'll kill you in your sleep. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> and then the door goes, Fraser goes again. Rod is all excited and like, tell my mom to me I just had to come back. She said she had the best time. I can't. Can't wait to go out with your father again. You tell him to call her tomorrow. I can't believe this thing worked out like a dream. And, and Martin crossed the kitchen. He's like, it's amazing. Her voice is still echoing in my head. Yes. <laughs> like a fairy tale over here, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's that she always gives me, oh, God, her voice is still echoing in my head. <laughs> I mean, he's a prick, but it's funny. He has a... He has a <laughs> uh, 
and Fraser and Elton and Catherine are all set at the counter and Fraser's you no know, it's the next day and he's like uh, he's finding some way to tell Roz why? You're just gonna hurt her mom's feelings. Her feelings are gonna be hurt anyway. She's here till Sunday. She's expecting him to call. Oh dear God! At least this way, Ross can let her down easy. And Miles goes, "Looks like both of us are having difficult conversations ahead of us." What's yours? All week long, I've been getting less coffee and more foam. I kept it, you know. That time I raised a little hell. Who's on steamer duty? Well, it's that hulking fellow, Thad, the one who doesn't react when his arm touches the steamer nozzle. Where's that suggestion box? <laughs> I like Thad. <laughs> Uh, so then we meet Sarah Oz and then they're having a chat like listen thank you again my mother had the best time and then Fraser before you can actually tell me how great the night was like we stayed up half the night talking you know she really opened up to me you know it's like she was one doctor just her screw up dad's done to a girlfriend you know mm. so has your dad called her no not yet but he will and <laughs> uh, um, well how how does this weekend look because she's leaving Sunday night Sunday, uh, tonight's Pokemon, that's not good. Saturday, you made plans to drive to Tacoma for that all-day... Tacoma Fest. And she's like, well, on Sunday, we go to a matinee, and then I drive her to the airport. And he's like, oh, darn. And she's like, wait a minute, I can get my ticket tomorrow, and we can go together. And then Fraser's like, no, no, Sunday's no good, because that's the, uh... And she's like, all right, it's the Super Bowl. All right, hopefully Fraser can remember that from earlier on, so they slipped that in, so mm. Fraser would have an excuse, maybe, because he knew his dad would want to watch that. No, yeah. I thinking me and Nana no, watch it with him this year. And then Rose is like, well, okay, let's just forget about the tickets and we'll come over and watch a game. Is there any reason that won't work? And he's like, not that I can think of. <laughs> no, he's like, not that I can come up with. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then, well, the thing with Niall, it's like, and she, when she would get there, and I'll see you Sunday at your Super Bowl party. And then he was like, <laughs> I see you told Rose the news, and she went insane. <laughs> <laughs> and Fraser's like, I can do it. Told her we were watching the Super Bowl with Dad on, and she and her mother are coming over, and Niles is like, this, this is, is a nightmare. nightmare. I know, I have to find some way to tell Dad. I have to watch, watch the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> well, the sooner I tell him, the better. Not necessarily. You what do you mean? Well, you know, Dad, if you warn him, Joanne's coming, he's going to bolt down to McGinty. If I were you, I'd wait till five minutes before the game and spring it on him. Then he has no chance, no choice but to stay. I think I owe him more than five minutes warning. Besides, Dad would never deliberately hurt Joanna standing her up on the... Standing her up. He is first and foremost a gentleman. To which the income of mine almost automatically disproves his statement by saying, Sarah, so I hid outside in case that old gas bag my mother was with her. Well, I guess she wasn't. Everyone's still awake. And he laughs and he walks off to the... That line makes him sound like a complete decade. And that's a decade <laughs> thing to say. Aye. Uh-huh. That line makes him sound like a dick. And I don't like that I wrote that line for him because Martin is not a total dick like that. I mean, he's a bit of a bell end at times. He's not, he's not a nasty He'd be a bit crass at times, you know. But, you know, he's not intentionally, you know, mean to people. No. And then he's sitting up, he's like, oh... Look at those guys. Locker room. Nervous hearts. Pound. Nervous hearts pounding. Probably a little sick to their stomachs. Poor kids. Ned Fraser's like, yes, I got... Until I got out of high school, I didn't know there was any other way to feel in a locker room. What's the matter with you? Keep looking at your watch. Was I? Yeah. Something on your mind? No, no. But there is something I want to talk to you about. But now's not the time. Ding, ding. Now's the time. <laughs> then he's like, just let me get the door. No, Dad, Dad. That's what I have to talk to you about. You see, that's going to be Roz and her mother. What? <laughs> well, John had such a good time with you all her night, and you did say you would see her again, and rather than send her home with feelings, her, I had to tell her like, you wanted her here. What, like a date? Well, that's the beauty of it. It's like a date, but it's not a date. Just, you know, make small talking. No, pass the dip. 
Fraser, you don't understand. Now, Dad, I know you found it a little less than scintillating, but please, it'll be over before you know it. <laughs> and then it comes at Bonnie at the door. <laughs> See, hey, buddy, glad you can make it. Let me hold that. See, Fraser, that's why I try to tell you I invited Bonnie. Oh, how nice. <laughs> well, well, what do you got here? And she's like, oh, she, oh, it's my special deviled ham. It's in the shape of a football, but I still need to put some some macaroni laces. <laughs> oh, it's in the kitchen right there. Just holler if you need anything. It's a free uh, what what did you invite her for? Well, because I liked her. I thought I might ask her out. I thought she came more for the game. It might be a nice step in the right direction, you know. Like a day, but not a day. Doing <laughs> <laughs> all of that multi voice, you know, like, you know, like a day, but not a day. And then the doorbell rings and she's like, well, that's going to be Rosner Muller. And then Bonnie goes, should I put some coffee on for a while while you, I'm here? You better. We're going to need it. That's <laughs> 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 that to the light now. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Would you come on, Dad? Would it kill you to be civil for a length of one Super Bowl? What is that, like an hour out of your life? And then they, they come in and they've got their baby and everything. They go, yeah. he, he put the baby in a, in a different room. They, uh. they bring themselves, they bring the goddamn baby. That ruins a sporting event, you know. <laughs> Ugh, child, nah, I'm not even going to get into that. But anyway, they, they, Martin goes off with Joanna uh, to, uh, to take the baby to a different room. Oh, thank you for inviting us. Oh, sure, it wouldn't be any fun without you. Yeah. And comes... Rosalie, Rose, Fraser, could you show Mom where Alice can finish her nap? And then they, they do the thing with the... They obviously, oh, I've never seen a football. you a big football fan? I've actually never seen a game. I'm hoping you can explain it to me. And he just glares at Fraser. <laughs> Being honest, though, if you would want to watch a football or something, you have to somebody sitting there and having to explain it to them as yeah. you went on, you'd be like, fuck off. And then... There's a bit of an awkward bit where, like, Roz eats body and Fraser's trying to scramble to find a reason. Yeah. And then they was going to like, he invited her uh, as a date for Niles. Oh, great. Look at this. Super Bowl and a date. Hot diggity. <laughs> and, uh... Oh. And then Bonnie's like, well, come here. You're just in time for my specialty. And Niles like, oh, and then she puts a cracker and she's like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Something formerly ham. And Daphne's leaving, she's going to the like, that's thing for the game? Sorry, no. but American football's not for me. They're showing Wuthering Heights downtown. I think it's the most romantic movie ever made. Oh, you're going alone? Yes, unfortunately. <coughs> Excuse me. Because I'm dead. Because <coughs> I'm dead again. Excuse me again, I'll, I think we'll be a third. See, try saying elephant. Elephant. Multiple times. Elephant, elephant, elephant. <laughs> See? I'll just say it long. Elephant. With one leg. <laughs> See, it works. I'm just did. Ha ha. In here, stop it. <laughs> anyway, she's like, oh, it always ends the same. Me crying like a mess on me, on me Kate's shoulder, and they're trying to comfort me. Bonnie's like, oh, you should have seen me crying putting onions in this ham loaf. I must have gone through a whole roll of toilet paper. I'll enjoy your game. And Fraser, I was like, Fraser, may I see you in the kitchen? <laughs> Mark is like. Martin comes back and Joanna and he's like, that's amazing. You do all that. You do all you do and still have time to be a docent at a cheese museum on the weekends. Fraser, can I see you in the kitchen? The second day, I gotta take drinks for us here. And then, and then we cut to the kitchen and Niles is like, thanks for setting me up with that spam happy tootsie. What are you talking about? Bonnie, Fraser told me you invited her here for me. I didn't invite her here. You invited her here for me. You probably... <laughs> Then why are you here? So I went upset Miss Boring's feelings. Now, now, no private conversations. Your dates are here. They're not our dates. We hate them. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, we hate them. 
like, we're not our dates. We hate them. <laughs> and then Fraser's like, now listen, I realize this is a very difficult situation, but if we all cooperate, we can send everybody home happy. Dad, if you'd like, you can discreetly take Bonnie aside and tell her what's going on. Bonnie, can I tell you something? I, I said, said discreetly. I think the game's not a star. Oh, that reminds me. Get out of star. All alarming. Like, oh, you have a baby? Oh, the most adorable little girl. And so Martin uses that in the excuse to his antique. Like, oh, I'll show you the kids. Hey, <laughs> I see her, Bonnie. And then, uh, <laughs> like, your father is really spitting with that baby, isn't he? And Rose goes, oh, I think he's got a weak spot for the Doyle woman. <laughs> And Fraser goes, oh, well, he may appear like have a crusty exterior, but deep down, Dad's just a big old softy. And then with Martin and Bonnie's voice, he's come over on the baby monitor, and Martin's like, well, there's a kid. Kind of goony-looking thing, isn't she? <laughs> and then he tells her, listen, I, I didn't invite you here for now. I then invited you here for me. Like, like, and he's like, is that, the, what, is that the baby monitor? And then you go and grab it, and Joanna takes like, I want to hear this. It is. But I thought you were here with Joanna. No, no, Fraser and Ross, they also, yeah, told Fraser she was big news. This is compared to you, fun you and I have at the bar, but he's stuck with me with her again. You know, I bet they know it's on. And then, uh, Fraser, you just stay put. Uh, now, now this is my day. That's a really, I mean, no offense, Marty, but. Oh. Hey, you don't have to tell me. Okay, and then Niles grabs his coat and he's like, okay, if anybody wants me, I'll be at the movies. <laughs> You really like me? You're not pulling my leg? You want proof? I think, and then John's like, I think we can turn this off now. <laughs> and then they go get their quotes and everything. Ross is really angry at Fraser. Well, to get the baby. You're just jumping a wee teeny bit where, like, Fraser's like, John, I'm so sorry. I know it sounded bad. And she's like, no, no. I'm sure your father meant big snooze in the most flattering sense. <laughs> Ross, maybe we should leave? <laughs> and then they, she goes to get the baby and she's like, believe me, Fraser, you know. And all the years of politics have been called worse than boring. Mm. But you'll forgive me if I just sneak out. Of course, we don't want to cause any further embarrassment. Then off screen you hear, Oh, Roth, no, will you? Oh, God. And the, we're in the room with the kid, for uh-huh. God's sake. It's like when Joy takes uh, Emma away because of... Because John and Monica in a different room. Yeah. At least these two had a decent day to do it in a different room, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're in the room with the kid. Mm-hmm. But... Rose comes back up the stair once her and Amaya's left, and she's like, I left my diaper bag. Mm-hmm. Do I come in for a bit? I really shouldn't. Uh, she's, she says like, it very I'm angrily so-. as well. And then he's like, Rose, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's all right. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that my mother wasn't hurt, but she did start to smile a little bit on the way to the airport. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I've been sitting here trying to figure out why I was so eager to play matchmaker for Dad. So oh, you're not alone. I mean, I was excited for once, you know, that things are actually going well. Well, I suspect I wasn't doing this so much for him as I was doing it for me. I've, I see him here all the time, all alone. I wonder if maybe that's not going to be me one day. And I was like, oh, God, you know, uh, I feel the same thing sometimes. You know, I see these old ladies in my building. They all want to babysit Alice just for the company. I mean, she's cute, but she's no Dorothy Parker. Ah, oh, well, we're both going to be fine. I was just thinking, though, if you want to play it safe, we could make one of those, uh, pacts. Well, you mean like in four years and then once finds each other, we'll... Yeah, we'll marry each other. I was going to say kill each other. Well, six, six of one. one. <laughs> <laughs> and they both leave off on a happier note as the credits roll of uh, Nails going to write another suggestion to suggest what, and out comes this big hulking dad. dad. And, he, and he looks like, with them, he just rolls it up and just th- he throws it out. He goes to throw it away and a bend that dad picks up 
But then at that point, Thad picked up the bin. His knee gave out. He fell over. I mean, yeah. I mean the bin. <laughs> I mean it misses the bin, and Thad <laughs> just stares at nails and nails. Fucks off. I like Thad. Watching, watching it back, I'm saying this is a more of a thumbs up. It's not a great big old like great thumbs thumbs up. It's a singular thumbs up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an episode, you know. Now, even though Martin is a bit of a dick. So, like I said, single thumbs up. Would you be kind of saying, because you were laughing as much as I was? Yeah, yeah, I would give us a thumbs up. I think it's a very funny episode. I'm very, like I say, I'm, I question Martin's ethics on yeah. occasion in this uh-huh. episode. But other than that, um, I, I would give it a single thumbs up. Yeah, I think there's been worse examples of somebody acting not like themselves. Like the one where you give an example of the uh, one with Fraser acting like a creep at the start of season five. Yeah, well, that one, yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap this up actually before we can get to episode 13 because on the same day you're recording, recording something else, you're going to hear the week following this coming out and uh, we're very excited because it's the first of what we hope will be a number of different uh, shows on this date and so we want to get around to getting so. while we've still got the energy well, and everything. I, I, would like, I would like to quickly float the idea though that as we are not doing our complete trio of episodes on this one, yeah. with our next Fraser review... Uh-huh. I could suggest we could do four episodes. We could, yeah, we could uh, do a four episode arc. Because episode thirteen with with Woody is a, a decent episode. And then the, I think the fourth episode forty. I don't know the ne- exact next episode, but I'm pretty sure the episode fourteen is the, the Valentine's one. That is hilarious. That episode. And I believe at least one of those two episodes that follow it, we might might be the, the official introduction of uh, of Donny as a character. One of my favorite. Yeah. One almost one of the more underappreciated. I think. Side characters in the history I of Fraser. I think so, and I, I strongly disagree with a lot of Fraser fans mm-hmm. and the way that they regard him. Mm-hmm. I think not only was he good for Daphne, he may have not been the best man for Daphne, yeah. but he was a good man, he was good for Daphne, and I think he was treated rather shab- shabbily. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Also, <laughs> randomly, the actor who plays uh, Donnie also appears in that weird Goldberg Santa film, Santa Slay. He's also in a programme that I briefly had a little interest in. Warehouse 13. Huh. I've never seen this. But, uh, yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, fair enough. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, give us your thoughts. How good but, do you think he was? But, Donnie, say hello to Mr. Chup. <laughs> Donnie, I, I said say hello! <laughs> hello, Mr. Chup. Chup. <laughs> he's only around for like, a couple of seasons, but I think he's very good. But... We'll cover that next time we cover Fraser, but what we're going to be covering in the next episode is we're doing a top five kind of thing, which we've been exploring the idea of doing for both wrestling and for Fraser, and we're starting off with an idea that I'm really excited about. We're doing it's the top five uh, underrated new generation matches. Yes, we, we have our own personal selection of our top fives, mm-hmm. and we're going to go down this list. Are we going to go one to five or five to one? I think we we're going to go five down to one. I think we're, what we're going to do is I, you give your five, give us the space, and we'll talk about it even if I haven't watched or if it's not on we'll have a discussion. Okay. I'll go in my five, same thing, back and forth, back and forth, till we get down to each other's number one. Well, I will say quickly, both to you and to our listeners, mm-hmm. that um, I, as we said at the, at the start of our show, yeah. I have actually tried to be a little bit more professional than yeah. I usually am. Not trying not to be just be a drunken personality, <laughs> but I've taken some notes and I've picked my five, and I do hope that they firstly fall within the parameters, and that both listeners and my good colleague here appreciates my selections. Well, we'll talk about it more when we get to it. But I think the idea of something being underrated really is a matter of perspective more often than not. That's the idea so, yeah. of like if you, I mean, you appreciate, but you don't personally feel 
get the love that you think it should like people don't feel the same way about something that you well, do in that regard I believe I'm I believe I'm right on this one fair enough uh, well hopefully this will be kind of a tester for future you know top fives we'll do with Frasier we'll do the wrestling I think the new gen I chose that particularly because you and I have been looking at a lot of new gens through the In Your House series and we some other, number of other stuff so I've watched a lot more new gen during the run of this show than uh, ever, you would have done yeah. I would have had otherwise so and uh do you wanna <laughs> do you wanna tell the people we had a little brief I wouldn't say an argument, a discussion over our messaging about what constitutes the, the, new, the gen. new gen era. I think we'll discuss that in the next episode because we also we had to set some parameters for what time period in between we can sit which yeah. we, agreed, we agreed on the start, but I think we were both a little different on the, yeah. the end period. We had to come to some sort of compromise to really Come within the parameters of what we were going to do. Like I say my my suggestion was round about the formation of the NWO and the WCW because that particular incident really was a change, a time of change in professional wrestling mm-hmm. at the time because you know at the time WCW really was kicking WWF's ass. Yeah, in the ratings, you know, and the first, if I remember rightly, after Shawn Michaels won the title at Mania twelve. Mm-hmm. Raw won the next five or six, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. nights, but that was due to a lot of people think that was due to WCW competing with football or something at the time as well. So they had competition yeah. out with the WWF. Yeah, there was one week uh, before Good Friends Better Enemies where Raw was unopposed because of Nitro being preempted, but that did happen to both shows every so often. Yeah, yeah. Like the first ever Nitro aired during a week where Raw was preempted, which is why they got such good ratings and thrust out. And yeah. So they were kind of taking advantage of that. But we'll talk more about that. I believe uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that in the next episode, but I hope you've enjoyed it. We hope... Uh, if you're interested in wrestling, not just Frasier, just into it. Or if you're just into Frasier, then sorry for boring you potentially <laughs> with all this wrestling talk. But and but, but next time we do Frasier, we'll have four episodes, so you'll be more than happy like a pig and shit. <laughs> you will. As that old expression goes. We hope you'll, in the meantime, if you haven't listened to it already, you'll take out our past Frasier reviews. So if you're also in a wrestling, check out some other reviews that we have done, like In Your House and other new gen, some attitude era ones. We've done a different, variety of different... Yeah. So we've done some golden era stuff. We have, and if you're, if you're into wrestling... Listening to us just talk general shit. Yeah. Fuck it. We've got <laughs> we've got men, many rambling shows and we're confectionery reviews and and all that. Stuff. We're ra- we're ultimate podcast. I think we've done two of now. So yeah, the far. ultimate ramble. Yeah, we've got stumbled into those ones. Yeah, we will. And so, we sure you check out that stuff. We can take it on our back catalog on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. You can take it on our feed or on the Rogue Pines feed. Well, from King of the Ring or King of the Ring review onwards, you can check that out. So, we, are, we are both everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mystical. <laughs> and we're also on Twitter at SPRamming. You can find me at Scumclean86. Follow Rogue Pines at Rogue underscore Opinions. Uh, Rogue Pines is almost on 500 podcasts, which is bizarre. And I think we contributed to that. <laughs> A little woo, bit. Woo. How you like that? <laughs> and like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ramblin' Podcast. But until next time, when we're starting off this, uh, get another new idea that we're trying out, which I'm looking forward to, we'll just say from Paul and myself, good day to you and good mental health. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha. 
But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building <laughs> 